0: I have a guest today, uh, a really interesting guest as well, that's uh, on anti-slavery day, has got some really intense but important topics to discuss. Sarah Boparin. Hi, Sean. how you doing? I'm well, thank you very much. She is Staffline's compliance investigations manager. Manages a team that deal with a lot of investigations that happen as a result of our compliance and how we have to run things. But importantly what we're going to talk about on anti-slavery day is the the message the message about red flags and what that means. But first of all, Sarah, thank you very much for joining and I'm looking forward to this. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you are slightly dreading it but
0: <laughs> Well don't be because it's an important message and it's you know we'll have a chat through it but let's just get started so tell me what's your job what do you do tell me a bit more about that
1: so as the compliance investigations manager at Staffline, our job is to make sure we keep the really important workforce as safe as we possibly can and um, protect everyone's interests protect their well-being and the welfare so anything that gets reported to us we go out we investigate we check that everything is the way that it should be and that can be from just making sure someone's okay if they if they've spotted some you know concerns they'll report them into us we'll make sure that that is followed through um up to some pretty serious stuff as well so we just want to make sure we keep our workforce safe
0: okay that's big and vast because the temporary workforce for staff line across the uk can be pretty huge
1: i mean a small forty thousand. um you know it's it is pretty big it's a big job and i've got a really good team um, we've got uh, some really fabulous skills within the team. So one of our investigators is ex-GLAA, ex-Police. We've got another member of the team with a master's in um, international law. We've got a really great analysts looking at all the data to make sure that things are picked up um, as quickly as we possibly can. And ultimately, all of our sites are really key in helping to pull this all together.
0: Okay, big job big team and a lot of skills in that team Sarah, so I'm glad you're here. Right, okay, so this is the important stuff. Now I understand you know I am, I suppose, involved in Scotland Against Modern Slavery and and raising awareness of the issue of labour exploitation in the business community, supporting the victims, so you know, I'm doing this alongside the Scottish Government, Police Scotland, GLA we talk about red flags all the time, we talk about it in the business setting Uh, you've been part of the of of making, putting some clarity to what these red flags are. So let's get into the business zone here and talk about what are these flags? What are the signs and let's go through them. Let's get a bit of a discussion about them, Sarah. So red flags, tell me, seven red flags, that's been reduced. Why is is it less now? So yes, it has been reduced.
1: Historically it was 11. And I think those have grown over time but the massive caveat to this is these are mere sort of starting points. These are just little like jumping off points for you to notice, but they're not the final, final thing. The really key message is, if you notice something that doesn't seem normal, that's where we want to ask some other questions. And we looked at our 11 red flags and then between myself and the team, we, we just thought, can we condense these a little bit, make them a little bit more impactful so they're easy to remember? You know, our teams have got some amazing jobs to do with a lot of information flying at them all over the place. So as hard hitting as we can make these so they stay in your memory is really important to us. So they're really key in making sure that we keep our workforce safe.
0: OK, so this as a guide. And a little bit of insight. So let's get cracking. Sarah, red flag seven red flags. What's the first one?
1: First one is physical appearance. So if you have somebody that works for us, that's one of like it can be anybody within the workforce. Let's be honest. And you notice them coming to work in the same clothing every day. They look tattered. They're dirty. You know they're unkempt. You know, why is that? Start asking those why questions. Why you know is their their hands Chapped and yet they're not doing a manual labour job. Are they unshaven? Are they um unwashed? Are they, their hygiene levels not quite right? And it's not about having that, you know, pull back and think, oh, you know, that person's not up to our social standards. It's actually thinking, why is that? Why why have they not been able to access those things? Is there something else going on? So those are just some of the indicators
0: that we'd want you to look for. Red flag. Okay, so there you go. There's number one, physical appearance, and that is, you know, it's... And again, Sarah, just keep me right here, but, you know, we've spent a couple of years now being socially distant. We've seen it in offices, workplaces, factories, you know, distribution centres, and and most of the restrictions, if not all of them, have been lifted. Um, I still find that people keep, keep their distance, don't they? And this is about probably lifting some of that and actually thinking being a bit closer to your... To your colleagues to what to what you see and actually then maybe questioning things just keeping your eyes open
1: that is so fundamental shan yeah so we have had this new culture of sort of having that distance but the nature of modern slavery and the criminality that it is thrives on that environment so this is really about making sure that one another you know the person stood next to you at work every day the person over the other side of the factory floor you just take a little minute to spot something that that is just not quite right and really use your intuition and really reach out and, and, and have that human touch because at the end of the day that's what it relies on is is making somebody feel connected and making sure that they have somebody that they can speak to and say do you know what? I'm a bit worried or I've got some problems sort of breaking that ice and really reaching out to people is really key
0: that people we're a people-centered business but we're all human beings and you know there's there's, there's something really important what you're saying there for
1: sure. okay the,
0: number one what's number two, what's number the two. Yeah.
1: big one for uh in offices when when workers are registering is large groups of, of candidates coming in and registering at the same time are the people bringing them in do you have the same person that oh you know well Say if it was me, for example, oh, we see Sarah all the time. She brings in this group of workers and, and she gets them all signed up and she translates for them. So it's a lot easier. Actually, please stop for a minute and just consider what my relation is with those workers. Why do I have a group of workers on a consistent basis coming in? Why am I doing all the talking for them? Look at the person's body language as well within the groups you know do they do they naturally look to that person translating do they they sort of hand over their documents to them? Is there they they controlling that group um and we just really want you to take that extra minute and see sort of how people are behaving and and why they're bringing people in. you know it goes a little bit further. look at the cars they're being dropped off in. Keep yourself safe. this is really important so Just take a minute to think about your own safety and those around you. Just note things down that you've noticed and and flag them to us and we will do the rest.
0: Okay. Three, what's the third red flag? Broadly speaking, we're talking externally as well, aren't we? So we're talking about what we do in our business and what to look out for. But for people out there that are listening or watching, number three, what do you think? Where are we?
1: Sharing your personal details. So this is... Yeah, it does go wider. You know, do they have a bank account of their own? Do you have somebody's central phone number? Do you have your own email address? These are things we kind of take for granted that people have their own ones, right? I mean, I've had an email address since time began now, but Mm -hmm. do other people rely on the same contact point? And why would that be? So it could be something like you've asked a colleague, oh, do you want to join the WhatsApp group? Do you want to, you know, come and join us on a social event? And they go oh yeah, but um, I use Shan's number. Why do you use Shan's number? Uh, and just obviously don't be direct because you don't want to close that person down, but just start thinking, why is that happening? Why are they using somebody else's details? Um, Are they related? Could, could it be a relationship issue or is there a number of people still relying on someone's phone number or email address um, or sharing bank account details? So just look out for those signs.
0: Okay, shared details, financial details, phone numbers. Why, 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 why would you? Why would you have that?
1: Key thing is why. Why is that happening? So just stop and take a minute to think about why. Four. Sharing transport, Shan. Really big one. Um, who is dropping? You know these workers off every day. Um, they might not be our workers. They might be a collective of workers on the site. Um, you might, you know, might be in just general public. Do you see? groups of people getting dropped off in in many buses or unusual cars and I say unusual are they very expensive for the environment that they're in or are they looking particularly shabby and shouldn't be roadworthy you know are people sort of jumping in and piling out at certain strategic points you know do they have their own ability to access transport but they're still relying on somebody else and do we know who that person is have they ever worked on one of our sites, what are they doing there? Are they connected to anybody else? So again, stopping and thinking why is this happening and, and just noting things down, just keep notes of, of what those cars are and who is driving them.
0: It's a really important point you made there Sarah, is just not in a work setting. So anybody watching or listening to this is about what you maybe see when you're, when you're out and about. I know for a fact, before I was involved in any of this, I could, there's, there's things that I've seen, before. People carrier stopping, loads of people getting in and out, they were heading off to work. It was at a street corner. I'm thinking, what's going on there? And then just walked away. And that was it. So this is something to, you know, as a, a just as a citizen that people can be aware of. This red flag isn't just about workplaces. This is about out there.
1: Absolutely. And same same for myself. I've seen minibuses dropping workers off in random industrial locations and thought it's a very unusual time of the day. It wouldn't be a time where shifts were starting, like, wh- where are they going? Why is that happening? Again, it's that, that's not normal. I wouldn't normally see that. So question yourself to just think a little bit further and, and, and flag it to somebody. It might not feel like it's really instrumental, but actually it could form a bigger picture. So we just need those little bits of information to keep coming through to us.
0: Okay. So five, where are we? with five
1: sharing addresses so lots of workers or people that you're aware of that might be sharing the same address so this could be just something that you've picked up or you're aware of they're all going to the same location but often there'll be houses of multiple occupancy which are your standard house but but many people live there and they can be illegal quite often Um, so they won't be registered with the local councils but you might notice as a member of public that there are number of people going into a a three-bedroom house are they all staying there do they do they have odd sort of times that they're coming in and going out so just being aware of where somebody might live is a really good indicator for us of like this could be modern slavery it might not be but again it's just flagging it to us as something that you've observed
0: we've seen as well you know i've been contacted before about people who have in their flat that live and they've there's been activity at night time. There's different people, and, and, and all these different things going on. It's a, a, males that are visiting constantly, and then actually when it was investigated a bit further, it was actually running as a brothel. Uh, and there's so I mean this is just a, you know this is just an open really work public and in, in civil society. These are things that you can look out for. So we're we're nearly done. We're now at f- five.
1: Well, I was going to say, just on the address one, just going back, there is another thing that we have noticed that happens. So there could be a, a landlord or landlady that has multiple addresses, three or four, and they move them around the same addresses at regular intervals. So you might be aware that there are a group of workers that you that you work alongside, your colleagues, that, that seem to go around these same addresses. If you notice that, again, please flag it to us. It, it could be something more sinister.
0: OK, now so we're on to six. Sarah. What's number six?
1: Six is just concerns about worker, factory floor, chat, um, office gossip, if you like. Have you noticed anybody that doesn't partake, who sort of stands back, has, you know, really um, somebody missing from work for an unexplained period of time? So that can often be, you know, it could be a genuine illness, but if they come back, you'd normally have somebody that will... know sort of oh god i was really poorly or kids were ill or family members had some issues but if they're not saying something if they have no social you know sort of context when they're coming back into work why is that what's going on you know why where have they been um why are they not sort of integrating um is there any gossip that you've overheard that might just be a little tiny little thing but it kind of sparks a thought um, and if there's anybody that relies on somebody to talk for them why are they sort of relying on them yes there can be language barriers but if it's consistent could you do something to sort of bring that person in and if they're still resisting why is that happening that's what we want you to, to start thinking
0: about. this is the the gossip the floor this is about in workforces where um you maybe have somebody that tells you a bit too much, but actually, sometimes you need to listen to them because they're going to tell you something that could be really, really important with regards yeah. to what, what we're talking about. Okay, we're on to number seven. What's the final red flag?
1: Final one is control. And, and as you'll notice, all these, there's kind of, you know, there's a sort of a sense that they all sort of merge into one to a certain extent. But third party control is that person who controls a group of people who who might take their documentation off them, who might take their bank cards off them. Imagine working all week, Shan, and then I've got your bank card and I allow you to have £10 at the end of the week. And you're so ashamed, you don't want to tell somebody. Um, and I'm And I'm, you know, a few hundred quid richer. Great for me, I haven't had to do the work, but it's an awful place to leave somebody. So if you notice that somebody doesn't have own bank card or hands it off to somebody else again start thinking about why that happens if someone's speaking on behalf of of one of your colleagues just question it can you can you think about why they might be doing that um if they're not having again it's that social media bit if they're not integrating in, in social activities at work and they're reluctant to sort of engage just trying to find out why it's really important because we're all important and as you say it's the human touch that really makes a difference in our job and in our lives so if we can reach out to somebody and, and bring them into a social social group you, you're really doing a great job
0: you've made this sound and you've made it much more compact and it's not actually that difficult now i'm going to ask you that because we have a sorry i'm in the i'm, I'm in as you can probably people have seen this i'm in the glasgow office there's a lot of hustle and bustle going on here today uh, what i'll see is that sarah can ask you is that if this is you know this is a open conversation so if somebody external this isn't somebody who works for our business this is somebody external that's watching this so what would how do you report something if you're if you see something in your company and in, in, in your business or just out there what's what's the advice you would give to somebody
1: so please reach out to something like the modern slavery helpline uh it's free phone number 0800 10121 1, 700 so that's an instant one um, the GLAA, the, they're the Gangmasters' Licence Abuse Authority. Um, they've got their website, which is intelligence at gla.gsi.gov.uk. There's Crime Stoppers, or if it's an emergency and you really have some some significant concerns, phone 999. You know there is a real concern that people shouldn't shouldn't you know reach out to the police, but if if you've seen something that is urgent, please do that. Don't hesitate. Um, obviously, for internal contact, contact us in the compliance team. We'll help you, um, and, and and obviously log it to to us.
0: So, Sarah and you've been uh, a delight to chat to about this. We are seeing across the UK record numbers of referrals to what we call the national referral mechanism. This is the uh, the the process of of reporting and supporting those victims up twenty percent. Um, on the previous year or so, we're talking over, I think it's over 20,000 uh, um, referrals to the National Referral Mechanism. This is not going to go away, um, but every part of society has something to play. And is, you know, I'm proud to work for a business like Staffline and Brightwork. I'm also proud to be involved in organisations like Scotland Against Modern Slavery. But more importantly, I'm proud to work along Sunday, like yourself, Sarah, you're Passionate about what you're talking about, you know it inside out, and you have a team dedicated to making sure this doesn't happen in our company. So, Sarah (laughs) Boparan, Compliance Investigations Manager for Staffline, thank you very much for your time.
1: Thanks, Shan. Take care.